Hello and welcome to the Crazy Sexy Food Podcast. I'm Hannah Harley-Young, a photographer by trade and a foodie at heart. Each week I sit down and chat all things food with well-known foodies, industry insiders, chefs, critics and people who just love their food. Today we have Kishkash, who's a DJ, cultural archivist, commentator, and trainer or sneaker enthusiast, we'll get to that discussion about what we're going to call them in a minute, who owns the largest collection of sneakers I've ever seen. To top this all off, he's a huge foodie like myself and documents his delicious dishes daily, leaving me salivating. I've had the pleasure of sharing lunch with him at a couple amazing joints, as well as getting restaurant tips from him too. Kish, thanks for coming on the podcast. Well, Hannah, thank you very much for having us. You forgot that I'm a secret agent spy. As well, well, some may think. Mm. It's been difficult to kind of get you down for this, but I'm very, very happy to have you here. Oh, Yo, your hospitality has been amazing. I brought you cake. You did. I think you brought yourself cake, but you just uh, added me in the mix yeah, to make, you make yourself feel less well. guilty. I, I did actually bring myself cake. I brought myself... This is cake beyond cake, yo. I brought Kish three cakes. Um, One wouldn't have been enough. She knows me so well. <laughs> To be fair, actually, when I was getting them, I was like, should I just get two? And then I was like, no, because you know what? I don't really want to share. That's the problem. Three is the magic number. Yeah. And then you get a little taste of everything. And we've got mm. a bit of a cinnamon cake. We've got mm. a chocolate cake. We've got a blueberry cake. Oh, it's blueberry in there. Blueberry. That was it. Okay. Yeah. yeah that's so, the yeah. almonds or shaved almonds, should we say? Do you know what? I think it's almonds and also a bit of white chocolate. Oh. Yeah. Very naughty. Mm. Really naughty. Yeah, that's naughty. Yeah. I'm doing doing a diabetes test after this because um, things are good. I think we need to have a blood transfusion <laughs> after this, and the diabetes test. And uh, well, I'll tell you what though, the mental satisfaction levels are going to be at maximum. Yeah, you're going to yeah. be on a high. It's Euphoria. all good. Absolutely. So before we get started, being oh. the connoisseur that you are, are we referring to them as trainers or sneakers? Both. Well, what's the difference? Well, sneakers is the term that is the original term. It's an American oh, okay. term, yeah. but you know they were the ones to invent sneakers because you could sneak up on people. That's the, where the Are term came from. Yeah, because they had from? because basically before then it was shoes, wasn't it? Boots and all that kind of stuff. They had wooden mm. soles or whatever, and they clumpy, clumpy, clumpy. Um, the advent of rubber um, and the technology driving that and the way you could bond it—all things that we take for granted now. Back then, it was like you know alchemy. It's like whoa, you like witchcraft, you know. And the thing oh, okay. is, you could actually walk around without making a noise. And that's why you could sneak up on people and they were called sneakers. We call them trainers over here because they're training shoes and you train in them in a sporting, yeah. you know, in a, in a, for sporting pursuits. So that's why we call them trainers here. Interesting, because I actually grew up calling them sneakers because my dad spent so much time oh, in America. Right. But then I sort of went to school and everyone was like, oh, where are your trainers? And I'd be like well, where are my sneakers? Mm. And then I'd sort of feel like maybe I was the anomaly and shouldn't be calling them sneakers. But my dad calls them sneakers yeah. and yeah. it's funny. I want to know, you, we, we're meeting in the afternoon. Yep. What did you have for breakfast and lunch today? Did you mm. eat before you came? I did, yes. Okay, so breakfast was a bowl of Honey Nut Cheerios. <laughs> nice. Okay, with oat milk, barista. Good. Yeah, yeah, that's my boy. Oat give us money if we... <laughs> Name check. Let's Oatly. hope so. They're gonna be my next sponsor. Oatly oat milk barista <laughs> version. Yeah. So I had that in the a, long life file. Right. Yeah. Exactly. In the long life file. People forget. It's yeah. Just, it's a sustainable choice. Absolutely. Um. So the ethics are at maximum. So yeah. So basically, I had that. Then I went for a, um, a meeting, uh, and we ended up going to Mildred's. Lovely. Which is good because yeah, I'm trying to eat less meat at the moment. I still eat meat, but only white meat and and white fish. Oh wow. But okay. I'm, I'm trying to eradicate red meat. 
For um, health reasons or just, ethical yeah, reasons? Yeah, all of the above, really, okay. I'd say. Um, if I do, it's once in a while, a dalliance. Um, definitely cutting out processed meats. I'm not going back to bacon or hams and all that kind of stuff. Do you know what I mean? Iberico ham is so good. Do you but find, though, Iberico ham... So, wait, Iberico ham is pork, right? Yeah. So... I went to I went to a very bougie dinner a few mm. years ago at mm. Chilton Firehouse, yeah, as you do. Chilton Firehouse. Sorry, yeah. side note, I wasn't paying, so it was fine. Best and way. someone ordered for the table, and it was a grilled piece of Iberico ham. Grilled? Yeah, so, the like an actual... Well, wait for it. So I thought, oh, sounds lovely. Mm-hmm. I'll have a bit of a taste. When it's, gr- like, grilled, it basically tastes like beef. So you, it's really confusing, and you. So you would think you're expecting, you know, a, a, a pork loin or something. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It was like a rib. It was like a ribeye steak. Oh. Yeah, it's really interesting. Ooh. Yeah, tasty. Oh, but yeah, Iberico ham. Interesting. interesting. I always find that because I'm the same as you. I actually cut out meat quite yeah. seriously yeah. a couple of years ago. Although most of my friends will take the piss out of me and say that I was the worst vegetarian of all time. Uh, you're a flexitarian. That's what say. I was basically. And I don't I don't bring meat into the house anymore. Mm. But when I'm out you know if there's Present a good if there's a good, if there's a good dish on the <laughs> Sorry, dad jokes. But um so you're gonna get wow. so you're gonna get yo. First of many, first oh of God. many. Well, ain't many. <laughs> Um, but yeah, if I if I'm out and there's a good dish on the menu, then mm. I'm, I'm ordering it, and right. it, or a good hamburger every now and again. Yeah, but a hamburger is a beef burger, isn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah absolutely. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, once in a while, you know, I'm about that. But bluefish, I got to cut out because I'm intolerant to bluefish now. So no more and tuna, salmon, and oh, all that wow. kind of stuff. Mackerel, nope, out, out, out. Interesting. Yeah. And mushrooms. Oh no! And I whoa, love whoa, mushrooms. Whoa. I love no, no, mushrooms. No, 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 no! I can't do them. No, it doesn't I agree have with me. a huge issue with mushrooms. And you do. I hate mushrooms. What? I will not touch a mushroom what? within what those miles. poor little things no, done to you. No, 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 no. So but I love truffles. You love truffles, ah. Yay. But I don't. I can't. I don't think you can have truffles either because they're related to mushrooms, aren't they? Well, apparently they're not the same family. Not the same family, but they're yeah. closely related. Mm, I'm sure not? you can do a little truffle oil every now and again. In moderation. Yeah, well, that's very true, actually, yeah. So, back to kind of what you do. You describe yourself as a cultural archivist. Can you mm. explain what that means? Because I find that quite interesting. Okay, right. So, basically, there's cool stuff out there, yeah? Mm-hmm. Like, say, like comics or clothes or sneakers or books. You know, things, objects, you know. And it's just about you know, basically archiving them. Because okay. at the end of the day, who are the people responsible for archiving what we're surrounded by right now? The traditional institutions, such as the VNA and et cetera, they're not looking at that. They're looking at antiquities. Mm. But the thing is, we're surrounded by all this stuff that's phenomenally amazing, right? You know, even tech gadgets, whatever, you know, blah, 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 and the advancement of that. You know, the original Apple computer, the, the first one goes for how much money? They're rare as hell. You know, that, that is a piece of history there. So all these things are the future, like um, you could say um, antiques, but they're, the, they're right now. So it's not actually apparent to most people. So what I'm going, you know, when I've got my vinyl collection, my records, you know, it's preserving music. There's so much music that I have got on vinyl or some of it on CD, which you can't get mm. on Spotify. Mm. Or you can't get on, um, on iTunes, etc. You know, and that's important. Also, it's the artwork that's associated with it, the beautiful photography, imagery, graphics, etc. All these kind of things that come into play. Um, and yeah, for me, it's like, okay, cool. 
let's see what you know I'm into and I'm just going to not throw anything away and there's a sustainability angle to this as well absolutely you know and trying to preserve everything very you can't preserve current, everything very you know current I mean? yeah, hashtag very nice. sustainability yeah, yeah. he's getting Get that, that in, in there you know. very quickly but, but the, the, the thing is it's like you know at the end of the day it's due consideration to things that um, I think that have value in, in many many sort of different aspects and, and people kids whatever you know fine affinity and the thing is how is the next generation going to learn if not the previous stuff wasn't saved and there's so many different so what particular things are you collecting or have collected I'd say oh, no I'm archiving archiving not oh, there's yes. a difference because collectors yes. like want to cover whereas I want to archive it but then eventually share with everyone okay. and put everything Lovely. into context as well that's the key thing okay. so you have all these fragments of knowledge but how does it all correlate yeah, that's okay. important. So, so what are you archiving? Like, what's your? Uh, I, I know you don't want to use the word collection, but what's your collection of okay. archives? Yeah, okay, all right, that makes sense. That's that's, that's a fair point. Um, so I've got sneakers. Yeah. Um, I've got apparel. You know, different like streetwear brands or or, or, or some luxury items or whatever. Um, technical outerwear. Um, uh, also hats. Uh, crikey, what else? Comics. I'm into comics. Uh, books. I mean, there's magazines. serious money in comics. Yeah, yeah. Totally. Really? You know, I got money. Silver Surfer number one. I yeah. don't know how much that's wow. worth now, but I've got things like that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, there's so much stuff um, that I've sort of been collating over the and years. And do people, so do people come to you? So it could be, you know, for example, it could be fashion designers mm. or people like that who want to get inspiration or people that might need, for example, Silver Surfer mm -hmm. episode or whatever it is, yeah, number yeah, one. Yeah. Do these people know about you so they can approach you to. I've had it feature where, the items yeah or I've it had it with um, not with the comics because uh, I'm not so vocal about that because that's, that's something that I was into you know years ago I'd love to be into it now but yeah something's got to give it the end yeah. of the day space and finance etc yeah. and all that kind of thing that comes into play but uh, when it comes to sneakers yeah I've had sort of people hit me up um, you know wanting to borrow them and I'm like well you can't borrow them because <laughs> the thing is if what are you going to do with them and if you want to borrow them for a photo shoot whereas you're taking an image of them okay cool but if you're going to put them on somebody's feet, etc., no. Fair you know? enough. Um, because basically, that's it's going to you're going to put something that was dead stock, that was it was untouched and unsullied, and you're going to you know it's, it's not going to have that status anymore. So yeah, I'm trying to keep hold of that. In rare instances, I have you know sneakers. Obviously, I wear them. So um, do you wear? I mean, okay, how many sneakers do you think you own at the moment? I haven't got a clue. I've never counted them. Over a couple of thousand, okay. at least. And are they all? In your flat? They're in my... They're in storage facilities. <laughs> secret storage facilities around the world. I have a feeling I might know where that is. <laughs> Interesting. But not all of them are there. But, no. but you but they're, you they're, buy yeah. these items, you buy these sneakers, uh -huh. primarily so that you can also wear them. Yeah, totally. Which I think is fly. amazing. Yeah, want to look yeah. cool. Um, not everything gets worn. And then sometimes things that haven't been worn accrue in value. So you can either flip them to, to make money for other stuff um, or you, you want to preserve that moment of history in the archive. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's, and for yeah. someone who, so for like for myself, yeah. you know, I have an interest in that side of culture. Mm -hmm. But if I wanted to go and start, you know, co not collecting, I'm trying not to use that word. No, but if, no, but, no, but if I wanted think, yeah. to buy sneakers yeah. as a kind of investment, but also to wear them as well, mm -hmm. where would I even know where to start? Oh. Like, what am I looking for? Whoa, that's because it, it must be such a... I'm just, in, I'm just, I'm all about just buy what you're into at the end of the day. It's kind got, of, is it a bit but, like what they say with art? You know, when you want to go and buy art, just buy what you love. Yeah. Because yeah. essentially that's who you're buying it for. Exactly. Right? right? But then and you've so got some you people out there who are like it. looking at the hype items and going, oh, that's going to go yeah. for X amount, that's going to go for X amount. Then you've got people who are just solely into it, just in terms of fiscality. 
Mm. Um, and for me, okay, fair enough. But for me, it's a, it's a passion. My, my, my love of trainers um, comes through my two loves, basically, apart from food. Um, <laughs> we'll get to that football, in a minute. Yeah, which, is football and, uh, which is football and hip hop. So that's what I was going to ask yeah. you. So that's where it all stemmed from. Yeah. So that was childhood. Yeah. So what were the influences back in the day? So you want to have a kickabout in the street, you got to wear a pair of trainers. You know, you, you know, I started off wearing a pair of Clarks or whatever, and you know, football wasn't quite. You you you, you know, when you're playing in trainers or sneakers or whatever, you know, it's, it's obviously a better thing because that's kind of what they're intended of for. Um, they're a sporting shoe, and also in terms of hip hop as well, you know, you, you go into the club, you're dancing, it's the whole look, and it's you know, yeah. you know, steezing it out, and so that, yeah, that's why. What? And also, also with the trainers thing, you know. The dudes on the terraces were wearing it when they're watching the football. They were they were wearing trainers as well. So there's a whole casual, collision of casual culture and hip hop culture because casual culture is the the sort of appreciation of a of a, of a street look in the UK and in Europe um, and and elsewhere as well. But predominantly that's where it started and definitely started in you know Manchester, Liverpool, and, and the northern cities and Leeds, etc. And sort of percolated down um, and, and you had the London the London um, clubs, etc. And it was all about co-opt and that sort of sporting look into a sort of you know into a, a, a sort of lifestyle you know and the same and it with just the, transpired yeah, like yeah. A, into a fashion it, it, exactly and it's the same with the new york and the whole hip-hop thing Absolutely. because basketball is the street sport out there and so that's why you get the basketball kicks etc that are in play with the hip-hop look and that's why basketball kicks are more popular in the states than runners are as they call them well, that's sort of shifting a little bit, but predominantly, you know, that's what you're looking at. I feel like these days, I mean, as I'm sure you know more than I do, we sort of live in that world where it's that whole, was it athleisure? Athleisure. He rolls his eyes. Yeah, yeah. But the thing is, it's been going on for years, but they just sort of branded it differently. You know quite difficult, you know, and I'm not trying to praise myself at all here, but I sort of grew up in a similar environment mm. because i had two older brothers mm. who were hugely into hip-hop mm. and because of the age gap between us you know my brothers are eight and ten years older than me mm. i was growing up to the likes of jodeci r yeah, kelly, yeah, r. kelly yeah, before yeah. he became the r kelly that mm, you kids know God, about now right, yeah, exactly. um you know black street yeah. run dmc like yeah. all of the, Silk, this all, all of them, this yeah, crowd boom. and I've always known, you know, I, I would say that I was quite a glamorous person, mm. but I have that real s- street, men- I say street mentality, mm. I don't have a street mentality, but the way, that, the way that I dress always has a bit of sort you, of street your banda- culture. Your bandana phase is gone, hasn't yeah, it? Well, right your gangster know. limp. Is that, well, I might still, have one in the back, my back pocket. <laughs> But I'm not going to tell you what colour it is. Oh, shit. Yeah, well, you know. Um, yeah. So I kind of get what you're saying. Yeah. But what's what kind of slightly grates on me now, and this mm. is obviously a sign of my age, is that you have the next generation coming through mm. who are really into this 90s culture now. Yeah. You know, and it's the first time I've really felt like, oh, my God, I was wearing that the first time mm. around. Or like, you know, for me, when I was 14 years old and I got my first pair of Nike TNs, mm. it was like... You know, my brothers saved up to buy yeah, me. Yeah, I yeah. chipped in. Well, how good you know, were those shoes? The they were amazing. But they were amazing. They're like, you saw them on the shelf, you're like, what the it was hell like, are those? And if you didn't have them at school, mm. you weren't accepted in that way, nope. you know? Nope. Whereas now I look at the kids and I'm just like, you guys don't understand. No, but the thing is, it's like a checkbook thing now. It's all about having the most expensive sneakers, but some of them haven't earned it, you know? And, and the thing is, they just bought their way in, Yeah. you know? And it's, that's the thing. So now it's almost like, you know, if you've got money, you can buy yourself a look. But the thing is, it's not that. It's how you drop it that's the key thing. Yeah. You know, yeah, you can buy all the most expensive stuff and all the cool stuff. 
but it's how you pattern it. Mm-hmm. And if you're putting it together like in a real sort of contrived way and it's just like, yeah, you're just throwing it on, just label, 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 you know, without no consideration to why it goes and, and if anything has a sort of correlation and, and it matches, well, not matches, it just, it works together, um, you know, then you just look like a fuckboy. <laughs> You know? Absolutely. Yeah, so there's a lot and how, of that and how do you feel about uh, so many celebrities making their mark in the fashion world, especially in the street yeah. and sort of urban territories? I mean, you know, we've got obviously most well known is Kanye with yeah, Adidas and yeah. Yeezys and whatever. And I mean, he's just continuing what Run DMC started back yeah, in '85. Yeah, I guess they, know, were the first, they, they were the first. They were the first. They were the first music artists to get a, an official collab. I mean, yeah. you know, artists had been hooked up with shoes, etc. Before you had Elton John, Nikes, and so on and so forth, um, littered throughout. But they weren't available to the public. They were just stage outfits or whatever, or, or you know, for for you know, for their purposes. Um, whereas the whole thing about this whole music and fashion correlation started off with that. Mm. It's like, yo, we're from the street. This is what we wear. All our fans wear it. And then it's like, click, okay. And then now the floodgates have been opened. That's the day dot right there. Yeah. You know, and it's still reverberating now. And Kanye, you know, working with Adidas, I'm sure he'd still rather work with Nike, but <laughs> whatever. He's got the freedom to do what he wants at Adidas. Um, it's been a, a fantastic success. The timing is now. Um, it couldn't have happened to this scale earlier, but there have been previous prior attempts, obviously, you know. So it's taken a while for that sort of that sort of ethos, that sort of, you know, philosophy to percolate through throughout different generations and then sort of become part of the firmament, as it were. Absolutely. But it's mad. It's crazy. It is mad. And I think also just the... I don't understand how young kids are affording. No, but it's the, it's the know, parents. What, was the, the, what the were the Yeezys the at when they first came? They were like 350 yeah, quid or some, something. something crazy. You know, even yeah. I just wouldn't... I know, it just, right? I don't but the thing is, the kids, the kids, there's a lot of un- young entrepreneurs now mm. who've got a business acumen. So they'll buy something, they'll flip it, they'll buy something, they'll flip it, and they'll constantly boom, 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 and keep on making money that way. You know, and they get a little network where they can sell to, etc. which is mad. And they get the little ins in which they can get the product, which is the hard thing. Um, and then once they've got it, boom. But the thing is, you know what's kind of funny? Someone told me a few years ago, um, well, not that long ago, but it's funny how a lot of the um, drug dealers in, in, say, like, I don't know about London, but in New York, we're moving away from drugs and they were getting into sneakers. No way. Yeah, because the thing is, it's legal and the amount that you can make wow. off it is about the equivalent or possibly more, you know, than... Interesting. God, they're really than, like cleaning yeah. up the culture. Yeah, right? well, do you know what I'm saying? So it was, it was crazy. It was just like, yeah, a lot of dudes just get into like acquiring like shitloads of sneakers and then flipping wow. them for money. That's how, You know what? Yeah. Good for them. Well, exactly. If that's what it's going to take. Yeah. And then sort of back to your childhood, you were saying that football played a huge part. Mm. I have just been sort of wondering in the back of my head who your team is. Manchester United. You said the right thing. The podcast can continue. Okay, good. I'm a huge United fan. Get out, really? Can you get tickets to the games? No. Damn. You're no good to me, (laughs) Hannah. This interview's over. I'm leaving. I'm still trying to get tickets myself. Shit, yeah. Oh, you're a United fan. Okay, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I knew there was a reason why. uh, Yeah, because when I was a kid, everyone supported Liverpool, but the two guys that I grew up with were like basically my, you know, my older brothers in in a sense. Because yeah, I used to stay with their mum, you know, because my parents worked so hard, and you know, she lived over the road, so she looked after my sister and I. And um, yeah, they supported Man U. I think the the family probably originated in in Manchester years and years and years ago, um, generations ago. But yeah. Supported Man U, so I supported Man U. Good, good man, yeah. good yeah. man. Just out of curiosity, I just recently finished Shoe Dog. 
Oh. Which is by Phil Knight. Yes. Have you read it? No. You need to read I, it. Well, I, I, everyone tells me that. But also there's another book. There's a counter book as well, which is the unauthorised biography, I think, of something. Uh, I've got a, I've of the to, same guy? Well, it goes into all the stuff that it was it comes it came out prior to shoe dog actually right oh, really and shoe dog is a very nike driven perspective right? well, yeah okay and it's very disney-fied in fact there's no bad stuff they did but nike did their fair share of stuff and yeah. they're still doing a fair share of nefarious yeah, sort of practices but the thing is that goes on in um because my boy jason coles who wrote um the uh, the golden shoe book um he's the one who told me about this book and he goes yo forget shoe dog you want to see if you want the real story of what nike did Right, oh, you want to read this book as well. Well, I guess anything that's autobiographical is always gonna yeah. be it's gonna be favourable, isn't of it? Of course, of mm. course. Right, so basically, Phil Knight used to distribute Onitsuka Tiger. Yep, that's it. Well, Onitsuka yes. Tiger is a, is a Japanese, yes. um, you know, athletics brand, which is which predates a lot. Um, I think it, it. I think Adidas and Con- Converse. I think you know Dunlop and all that. They, they're, they're the sort of proto history. Then Adidas came on, and then Puma split. Um, you know, um, Rudolf Dassler split from his brother Adi Dassler and then formed Puma and then everything else started happening and, you know, had Muzuno and New Balance and all sorts of other bits coming into play. And so, yeah, um, Onitsuka Tiger, um, which uh, later developed ASICS, the ASICS line. That's it. Right, okay. So basically, Phil Knight had the license to distribute Onitsuka Tiger, right, in America. Right. And then what he decided to do is like, hold on a sec. I make X amount. Hold on. Why don't I try to make my own version? Yeah. Right. So he made his own version, yeah. basically ripping off. Basically. basically that was it. Off, that, yeah, and that's the kind Onitsuka of the premise designers. of the book. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah. Right. And ripped them off. And then that's how he started. Yeah. But then he made his own advances, um, his own technological yeah. advances. Yeah. He talks a lot about sort of yeah. the first few styles of the night trainers <laughs> that he was making mm. and... I mean, it was interesting, yeah. you know, one of those sort of rags to riches stories. Pretty it, really? much, yeah, exactly. So going back to your childhood, you are from Indian heritage. Yes. So how did food play a part in your life growing up? Well, the thing is, back then, you know, there was like, there was like school dinners and there was home-cooked food. And then there was the food I'd have at Joan's house, who was the lady who looked after my sister and I. Um, so that was a sort of eye-opening thing. But and I mean, you, my you parents are vegetarian. Up... Oh, so really? So it was, just, it, was all, it was all just all Gujarati food. And the thing oh. is, back then, you didn't have like... When the first pizza place opened up in, in, or the first McDonald's opened up in Ellsbury, it was just like, whoa. It was like the floodgates had opened. Before that, it was KFC. Um, I'm trying to remember. And then you just had your fish and chip shops, your Chinese takeaways, your Indian takeaways, and all that kind of stuff. But what were so you having was, at home? Oh, good variety food. You were not eating any sort of Western sort no, of not at home. spag bowl no, type? No, 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 no. I was when I went to Jones or when I went to school and had school dinner. And so at home, yeah. who was cooking? Mum. She's obviously the best cook I can imagine. She's amazing. She's amazing. And yeah. they were, ve- and they're vegetarian for yeah. religious reasons. Yeah. Or? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Nice. Yeah. In terms of sort of growing up, when you then started going to like friends' houses or whatever, mm. um, I'm talking sort of way back when you mm. were really young. Mm. Was it quite a different spectrum of food that you were eating? Like you were obviously going to yeah. friends' houses; they weren't being offered. No, but you the know, thing is, Indian it was really basic. And... This is the mad thing, right? When you see how food has sort of evolved and grown within this country it's mad i mean you had the america you know had the americanization of things so when pizza hut first opened up in in you know over here it was a big thing and yeah. mcdonald's burger king was the next one and then you had a wendy's for a moment and so on and so forth um that was a sort of evolution and then you had pizza express and boom it just it god just, i it, love yeah. pizza express i'm just I gonna know. put it out there. i know right there it, are so many haters out there right? i don't understand let me just say 
and trust me, I'm a pizza connoisseur mm. and we, that's a whole separate conversation. Yeah. But if you just want consistent, yeah. good pizza, yeah. Pizza Express. Totally, right? I love it. Yeah, I've I, I got to agree. I have to I know agree. it's not cool and whatever, well, but... Whatever, fuck that. I, I mean, love at the end it. of the day, if it tastes good, it's good, right? I'm right, and their salad yeah. dressing is ridiculous. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What yeah. I like to do is I like to... So I get the Fiorentina... Which oh, is yeah, the with one with, with egg. the egg on I top. I always used to get that in the spinach. With the spinach and the parmesan. Yes. And I eat around the egg. Oh, controversial. And so, so what I do is I kind of cut open a crust. You orbit the egg. I orbit the egg. Mm. So I'm going around and I'm every so often I'll then take crusts and I'll dip them into the Pizza Express Why the dressing. hell have we not done this oh, together? We will do this now. I, yo, I and have been going have... around this the entire wrong way. But then you leave that yolk as your last final couple bites Damn. and life sense. is so good no you don't understand Hannah. that's a mind-blown fucking thing shit oh also the other thing you need to make sure is when you do order it yes you ask for the egg to be runny oh okay because you can do somet- that? sometimes they overcook it and no, I, I can't deal with a hard-boiled no, no, yolk no, no, no we don't want that yeah we don't want that, no. so there we go that's my what? little um yeah, my I'm little so snippet and obvious now <laughs> it's one of them like facepalm moments it's like, why didn't i come up with that you know We'll do Pizza Express soon. I'll show you how to do it. What I loved about Pizza Express is, wherever they were, they took over the building, but they kept due reverence to the original architectural features of it. So everything looked different, right? That's actually very true. You know, and I thought that was brilliant because it just meant each one was kind of unique in a sense. So so back to your childhood. So your mum was cooking. Yeah. So can you explain the meals? So Because some people well, out there like, might not you know, know what yeah, we're talking about. Yeah, I mean, about. at the end of the day, you know, it's like, you know, if you've ever had an Indian tali, but it's like loads of different vegetables cooked different ways. Um, then you have, you know, your bread, like your your rotli or um, chopru or, um, you know, what people might just, or might say is a chapati, but there's different versions then or bakri, which is a sort of harder one. Naans aren't eating at home because you don't have a tandoor. Right, yeah, so naan, okay. naans are, we only ever so have the, so if you go to an Indian restaurant. So these are cooked in a pan? No, 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 my mum would, would, you know, make the atto, as it is, which is yeah. what she calls the dough, right, of different ones. And as she got older, there's certain things that she can't do. And you have to do it with gas as well. You can't do it on an electric hob because you have to you have to. You're doing flame it over it. the fire. Yep. Yeah, yeah, you have to flame it. Um, but yeah, so there's different styles of bread oh, that you wow. could do. And then you use that to, you know, just like with a nine, you yeah. scoop up the, the, the sort of the curries. But they're not they're, they're not cool curries. What did mum call them? Um, I'm anyway, salivating. Whatever. But the thing is, yeah, boom, boom, boom. Yeah, I know you've I'm commented. Like, You're waiting uh, for me. You can come and check I'm out. I'm coming mom, mom next would time. Cook, cook. Yeah, she'd be about that, you know. <laughs> And then, uh, yeah, so you use that. And then after that, you have rice with dal and all that kind of stuff. Um, boom, boom. It's quite carb-heavy, though, when you think about it. It's carb-protein, but how it's balanced. But it's one of those sort of considerations that's only coming into, into you know, in, into consideration these days, you know, with the balance of meals. Absolutely. You know, uh, when you go to Japan, which is an eye-opener, it's very protein-driven. They do have a little bit of carb, you know, with the rice, etc. But at the end of the day, that's probably why Japanese people probably live longer. Because they they the, do. The, yeah, it's it's one of the most healthiest diets. Right. Yeah. I actually have been to India a couple of times and it is very carb heavy because yeah. when, when I went, which was a lifetime ago, mm. we did full vegetarian mm. because it was just the places we were traveling. It just wasn't worth yeah. getting ill, which we still got ill, but you know, c'est la vie, whatever. Yeah, yeah. It's all part of the process. Yes. And you do find you're sort of just putting rice with lentils, yeah. with chickpeas, with beans, like what a, you know, it's quite... For, for a Western palate, yeah. it's quite heavy, but I'm, right. I'm, it was delicious. Mm. Incredible yeah. food. I actually prefer Southern Indian mm. to Northern Indian myself, mm-hmm. just because I like the use of coconuts. It's, it's drier, isn't it? 
Um, yeah, and it's, it's just not, it's, it's a bit it's more not as fragrant. Saucy. Yeah, yeah, aromatic. Yeah, right? yeah. exactly. Exactly. Yeah. You get dishes like dosa and all that kind of stuff. Exactly. Which I bloody oh, love. I used to have that for breakfast every day. Did you? The, no, you, they do. What's you a, masa- a masala dosa? Masala dosa. Yeah. Yeah. You can go up Drummond Street and get it. You know that. Yes, I did know that, and I have not been. But we will put that yeah. on our list well, of places to go. Well, if you live where I live, you know it's like literally a two-stop <laughs> around the, the corner. Around no the wonder corner. he's always there. Yeah, well, Wembley, but Wembley's still a bit of a schlep from here. Yeah, I'm not you going know? to Wembley. No, no offense to anyone living in Wembley. No, but, but it's a, you know, you get stuck in traffic and all kinds of dramas. You know what I mean? As you've sort of got older, and I, the reason why I sort of wanted to get you on it for a chat was because mm. you're very open-minded with the cuisines that you try. Yeah. We've got well, one life. We've got one life, yeah? Absolutely. Are we going to just be narrow-minded about it? Or are we going to try to explore and try to all the different things that we have that, you know, that are on offer and, and try to, you know, and now the world has got a lot smaller. We were so constricted, you know, as kids, but now the whole world is is right there in front of us. And the mad thing is, I think London is the most diverse capital, well, the most diverse city, definitely, in terms of the various ethnicities that we have. Couldn't superior to New York, superior to everywhere, Absolutely. and the cuisines as well. Absolutely. And you can go. You can get Turkish. Then you go to Ethiopia. Then this you can go to exactly Nepal. This is exactly what I'm saying. You know. Then you go to I Malaysia, mean, also, Indonesia, I think or wherever. Because we live in this sort of street food culture mm. now, which has actually come over a lot from America. Yeah, like the from, idea LA, of from the, LA predominantly. Of the, of yeah. the street food markets. Yeah. It's given people the opportunity to, and interestingly, when you watch episode one of the Crazy Sexy Food Show, oh, show. Uh, we actually tackle this, but mm. you know. Well, it, what episode it, is this? Oh, you, oh, this, oh, no, this is the podcast. we got we oh. got loads of things going. What? On. Don't worry, Crazy Sexy Food is becoming a brand. Okay, let's get some t-shirts, <laughs> y'all. But, you know, we tackled the whole idea that for people who want to set up and get into the food industry, mm-hmm. doing a pop-up or a stall mm-hmm. financially mm-hmm. is quite easy because you don't really lose much if it... I mean, you know, you still got to put some money forward. Yeah. But it, it sort of gives you a lot more freedom to work with it. You know, I was down Borough Market a couple months ago and the diversity oh, in cuisine. You know, 10 years ago, I couldn't have told you what Ethiopian no. cuisine no. was. And I mm. probably would have said no to trying it. Mm. Whereas I was there the other day and I was like, I'm looking around, you've got your bog standard burgers, your hot mm. dogs, mm-hmm. your pad thai, whatever. And it was the Oath Ethiopian stall had the longest queue. It's mad. And that was Ethiopian why I wanted to try Ethiopian, it. Because yeah. I was like, hold on. You haven't been to Queen of Sheba in Kentish Town, have you? No, talk okay. to me. Right, Ethiopian spot. Bang. Really? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm I work, really I, yeah. into Ethiopian Yeah, yeah, it's food. so good. And it's a mad thing because when I first tried it, I was like, oh, this is a bit weird. But then I went again and I was like, yo, this works. Do you know what I mean? Because really that fermented delicious. bread, you know, the injera. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. That they yeah. have, you know what I mean? It's like a crazy flavor. And it's almost like when I first tried Thai food with the fish sauce and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. It kind of threw me a little bit. Well, because that umami taste, oh, which right, is yeah. sort of like, it is fermented. Yeah, yeah. Essentially, yeah. it's like fermented fish bones That's and right. yeah. bits of fish carcass. That's right, yeah. Ground down and yeah, made into a, into a sauce. Which is mad. How do you feel that like social media has played a part with all of us and food? Oh, it's a big window, isn't it? A social media platform is a massive window into the lives and opinions and, you know, discoveries of everyone really at the end of the day. And you live vicariously through their experiences and then you get educated and you get educated in a way that entertains you as well. Mm. And that's the key thing. If you're into it, you're into it. And then you, can, you have access to it. You know, do you think that, it's information it was... overload? Yeah, but you gotta have you gotta have filter systems in which you yeah. know you or, or you just well you trust you know your your friends and you, you sort of help each other out yeah. and you are you are each other's filters as yeah. it were 
because yeah, there's so much to explore out there. Absolutely. You know, what's the best? Well, the, what is the best? I hate that. It's what it's so subjective. You know, well, is this burger better than that one? Well, yo, if you like that one better than that one, then that's you. You know what I mean? I, I know what I like. and I Speaking and of I burgers, like, yeah. I don't yeah. know if you remember, but one of the first lunches you and I had yeah. was when we went down to, I think it was Clapham or somewhere. Oh, God, yo, we went to Dip we and went Flip. We went to Dip and I Flip. I haven't been back there since. Does it still exist? I think it does, but I think they opened up a couple of others as well. That honestly was one of the best burgers yeah, I've ever good. had. Really good. That was, no, no, what was it? No. It was like a burger and, they, and you're given a side of gravy yeah. sauce and yeah. you pour the gravy yeah oh my god I know. that was so good we've got to revisit that yeah if it it still exists that was intense yeah I really enjoyed that. It was that. South London. It was like Morley's. It just yeah. exists in South yes. London. Do you know what I mean? It's like, whoa, what's going I've on? actually never been to a Morley's. I never lost it. It's Really? Ooh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, everyone, every, I mean, the thing is, is that whole experience, like, it's been amazing. Like, KFC's better. I mean, at the end of the day. So you know that I've never eaten a KFC. Well, the thing is, it's, is it chicken or not? The thing is, if you could, if, right, if someone could No, but could you don't speak, understand, like, people, someone... like, hate on me. Right. For not having you might feel eaten a KFC. It, but the thing is, you've got to try it. No. Okay, why? Because I just, I've gone this far. What? Well, no, don't, no, no, no. No, I can't on. do this it. This is a food show where no, you're meant to be exploring everything. Yeah, exploring right, the okay? wonderful food that the you, world has to offer. Exactly. How can you <laughs> no. set the levels if you haven't had KFC? You need to know what that fried chicken tastes like. The thing about KFC is the chicken is pretty shit quality, right? But the thing is, it's the herbs and spices on the outside. <laughs> oh, my God. The only time I ever came across anything that was superior to KFC in my lifetime, there used to be a spot called Red's. And Red's was in Shepherd's Bush. There was one there and there was another one, Red's Chicken. And it doesn't exist now. But, oh, my gosh. That chicken, I don't know what they put on the coating or whatever. It was, oh, it was amazing. And I used to, that was when I was, I wasn't even living in London. And I was driving to see my mate Simon in Barnes. And then we'd go around, we'd play around on his computer, you know, making beats and stuff. Because he, he, was, he was a hip hop producer. Then uh, we'd drive to Red's. We'd make that pilgrimage to Red's. I just feel like if you're going to eat, oh like God. eat good quality. So yeah. like I'd rather just we need to do a podcast on what happened to Red's Chicken. Okay, well, okay. well why don't we try and find the guys who yeah. started it? And we'll yeah, get them exactly. On. And we get that recipe, and okay. we'll be like, oh my god! <laughs> but yeah, it was legit. Out but, of curiosity, yeah. do you cook? No. For someone who loves their food, yeah. I find that really shocking. Yeah, but the thing is, it's like me and uh, when I'm in the kitchen, right? It's, everything just goes a bit wrong in terms of. I mean, it takes something. That will take someone 20 minutes to cook. It'll probably take me two hours because it's the whole having to juggle everything in the right way um, and cook it, you know, But do you have a desire to want to be able to cook? Um, well, at the moment, I don't have the time to even consider yeah. it. That's the bottom line. Mm. Um, and that's why I eat out because like, I'm on the go. So it's like boom, boom, boom. And we've got so much out there. And I live on my own. So the thing is, you know, when you're buying stuff and then suddenly someone brings you up and goes, yo, there's an event going on. I'm like, boom. And, you know, half the shopping goes off. And also portioning, etc. It's like I'm. I just hate eating something that's have. The only time I really used to like ever eating something the next day or the day after was when I used to get an Indian takeaway, and it always of tastes course. better. Everything and then you'd tastes bang better it in the, the microwave. Yeah, exactly. Boom, and then you'd eat it the next day, and it's really good. Um, but everything else, I just don't want to eat the same. You know, people pre-pack their meals and have this Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, blah blah blah. And I'm a spontaneous dude, so it doesn't really work with that. Fair um, enough. Yeah. And what food can't you live without? Oh my god! Oh, Indian food. That's sort of like your... Yeah, yeah, that's the best food. That, that's, that's but the thing food. is, but there's so much out there that rivals it. Mexican food, bam, I love that. 
Thai Honestly, food, you I know? Think, I think Mexican food might be my favourite cuisine. Well, I, I couldn't blame you if it was. I just... They gave the world chili. Didn't they, Josh? You know what I'm saying? Well, not the Mexicans, but yeah, the, I, yeah, um, the Incas. When and... I, was in, I went to Mexico a couple of years ago, a few years ago, actually, mm. and at the time I was consuming quite vast amounts of chili sauce <gasps> to the point where I... And I think I still have in my cupboard a chili sauce for every kind of cuisine. What? So if, you, if I'm making Asian food, I've got my chili oils for that. Wow. If I'm making Mexican food, oh, I've got do you cook the salsas. Then? Oh, I'm actually quite a good cook. What the Sorry, hell? I'm no, the, hold on I'm a not, I'm not trying to no, like, on, blow on. my There's own There's only trumpet. one way we can, we can determine <laughs> if that, we can verify that, is, is for you to cook. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Are you ready? Wait, right now? Well, after this. Okay, we'll yeah? think about it. Yeah? Okay. Are you ready to cook dinner? You might need to do you a little like Instagram series for that one. Well, let's do this shit. Come on. No, I, I, I mean, I, do you know what it is? It's not about the fact whether I'm good or bad. Mm-hmm. I enjoy the process well, of cooking. Well, then that's going to be, tran- that's gonna be transferred into the food. And I think that's what makes a good cook. Yeah, agreed. You can tell if someone has really not enjoyed the process, yeah. the experience. Yeah. It's a chore. But not everyone is good at cooking. And that's fine. You know, but that's a lot fine. of people are really good at eating and know what good yeah. food is. Right? <laughs> that's where I come in. But I mean? when I was in Mexico, yeah. so I so I had all these so, I had all these chili sauces yeah. at the time and I would walk around So jealous you've been to Mexico by the way. That's one that's on oh, the bucket list. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. And the Mexican waiters mm offered me some of their salsas and they, they were like this is a very very hot this is sort of medium and this is you know mm. very mild and i said oh, i'll have the hot one oh and he was God. like oh no, no 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 i don't think you can do that and i was like no no, no don't tell me you just you just put that down oh on the table and they were so shocked yeah. that i could could you do it did I you did do it? it yeah Whoa. of course i did um, I then about three months later ended up getting a call from my doctor mm-hmm. saying that I'd been having so much hot sauce that I was ruining some of the lining of my stomach. <laughs> oh my God. Is that so what happens? So I don't, um, I don't, I don't eat I know that if you keep on eating a lot of hot stuff, it can burn your taste buds and it can I think affect that's, that I as think well. that's kind of what it's done. Mm. Yeah. yeah. All that good old acid reflux. Mm, I know the yeah. answer to this question Ooh. just because I follow you relentlessly my god you've got the private what, after me. <laughs> what would you say were your some of your top restaurants in london Ooh, okay give so, us some tips ravi shankar where we get the closest thing to my mum's cooking that i've had in the city um, not, not, not that i'm saying you're right um not that i'm saying it is but it's the one that's nearest me and it's the one that my dad took to me to when we were a kid when i was a kid okay. where is that um that's on drummond street oh okay yeah near euston station yeah and warren street I know very well. Yeah, right, there you go. So yeah, and they do dosas, talis, and all, all that stuff, and pani puri, and everything. It's bang, 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 bang. It's so good. Patty and bun for burgers. Yes. Um, chicken has to be chicken and sours. Which so I think is the I'm best. desperate to go there. That's oh, fine. We we'll go. Yeah, yeah my friend David owns it. This this place looks incredible. Really good, and they got their now, love chicken. Now that's the kind of fried chicken I'll do. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Right. right. I'm happy to like meet you All halfway right. there. You can't do it unless you have a KFC. No. What we need to do, right? No. This, no. 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 Hold on. This is the deal. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna take we're gonna we're gonna hold your hand. We're gonna take you to have, try a KFC. Right. Just a little bite. One bite, and then that's it. It's done. Right. And and then we're gonna go to love chicken. All right. Or chicken and sours because it's both the same thing, okay. but ones are more less formal place okay so we've got that you're gonna to have to i need Come to on. line my you stomach. can't have a bloody have you had a big mac possibly a very 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 long time right ago. okay so that's a yes 
You may not wish to admit it, but you have you can verify Listen, the I, levels. You have to. I be able have to a reputation here that I need to slightly no, keep, no, no, and no, I feel like I've it's got, all crumbled. We've all, we've all done it. We've all done it. We've had a Wendy's. We've had a Burger King. Used to love so Whoppers. So I'm going to be a little bit politically incorrect here. Uh-huh. Back in the day when I did eat yeah. that kind of food, of course, yeah. I That's would get my, <laughs> I would get my burgers. By those people. By those people. <laughs> I used to get my burgers from Burger King. Yes. And get my chips from McDonald's. Yeah, of course. Okay. Good. Definitely. Yeah, good. of course. That's that's perfect. That's what you do. McDonald's make the perfect French fries. It's, it's honestly, a known fact. they are amazing. Well, you know, it is potato yeah. where I'll the potato is or whatever well, it's, it's done. Powdered but yeah, and, yeah, exactly. But it, right. Yeah, they are the it most is. amazing yeah. chips. Exactly. Right. And um, Burger King's fries are, are terrible. Um, but yeah, the Whopper is superior to, I feel, to um, anything you get from McDonald's. But because well, yeah. it actually so, tastes like proper meat. It does, I feel like yeah. it actually tastes and, like and a hamburger. Gets, you get proper salad in yeah, it and all that yeah, kind of stuff. I agree. Yeah. Have you well. tried In-N-Out? Uh, yeah, I have, yeah, yeah. What are your thoughts? It's, it's great. Because I might make a few enemies right now, but I think it's one of the most overrated burgers Ooh. ever. I mean, the only way to really work out what is good... I mean, so the thing about food is, right... Um, it also depends on the setting and it depends on what you have been sort of conditioned to f- believe. Yeah, true. Right, and it's trying to, you know, really just think, okay, this is me, this is what I think and blah, blah, blah. And if that's what you feel, that's what you feel. No one can tell you you're wrong or right. Um, you know, uh, for me, I think an In-N-Out burger is a really good burger. But I think Shake Shack's better. Yeah, I mean, I've tried... And I've, but I'm not a fan Shack. of Five Guys. I'm not a fan yeah, of Five so Guys. Yeah, so you know Five Guys makes me quite nauseous. Yeah. Because they cook in peanut oil. Right, Which I yeah. think is really heavy and yeah. too rich. No, you agree. I'm not a fan. Agreed. Uh, Shake Shack, again, I found it quite forgettable. Oh, really? Yeah. Interesting. For me, it's patty and bun. Yeah. I just think it's It's a different type of burger, though, patty and bun. Yeah, but yeah it's yeah, dangerous. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so actually, Joe is on uh, one of our episodes on Crazy Sexy Food. What? Yeah. You've already got him? Yeah. We what? had a really lovely interview together. He yeah. is such a character, he's, isn't he? Oh, he's hilarious. Don't anyone ever give him drugs because oh, he doesn't need them. <laughs> you know I, I could mean? barely yeah. interview that guy. I love you, Joe, um, but you're very difficult to interview. He goes on how many different times? <laughs> I love him to bits. He's, he's, I don't even know if he sleeps. No. And any other restaurant recommendations? Um, Yeah, totally. Um, Oh, I tell you what, I like what DF Tacos are doing, right? Um, You know, Oaxaca is a good one. Everyone goes, oh, it's not, it's not as good as um, LA, blah blah. I'm going, no, right? End of the day, what they're doing, they're taking inspiration from Mexico. They're taking Thomasina Myers is taking inspiration from LA and San Diego, wherever she's been on her travels, but she's flipping it slightly and giving Mm -hmm. it a different twist. And what she does, she does some very good food. Um, I like uh, El Pastor. If you want some authentic Mexican, Lovely. right? Amazing. Yeah. Oh, Madame Pig, my friend, my friend. What's um, Madame Pig? Madame Pig, right? So you don't go to, you don't go east. But Madame Pig, my boy, um, Adam Hardiman, he's the chef and it's his baby. And I've known Adam about three years. He's the chef around different things. I think he, he was under the tutelage of Fergus from uh, St. John at one point. Okay, he's worked Fergus at various, Yeah, he's worked at different kitchens and stuff over the years. And now he's got his own spot, Madame Pig. He does the best roast dinner in the city. Really? And his food's really, really I'm actually great. looking for a good roast. Yeah. yeah okay, good to, the to right know. Guy. There was one place that you actually recommended to me that I ended up going that was so incredible Ooh. to the point, and this is, it m- must have been that good for me to really think about yeah. it on a quite consistent basis, wow. was Roti King. Oh my God, that's good, right? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah Some yeah, yeah, little yeah, yeah, yeah. dingy room right. in the back end yeah. of Houston. yeah. Didn't realise it shuts after three pm. No, that's right. You sort of open. They sort of open for three hours at yeah. lunch and then shut for a couple of hours. Yeah. Q system. Yeah. The whole shebang. Yeah. Boom. Oh my Boom. gosh. I've got a secret um, cheat for that, which I'll tell you off 
because uh, we, we obviously <laughs> won't be a cheat if I tell everybody. I mean, so yeah, we'll work that one but out. But can That's I just say thing. it it's was banging. unbelievable. So good, right? Yeah, I, I really need to go back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, really we can do good. that. We've got, we've got a technique as well for that one, so that's really good. Do you, you like know? fine, like quite fine dining places? Or are you uh, more yeah, into sort of like well, quick run in, mm, have a quick bite? It depends. It depends. Yeah. You know, because, you know, you can have like, um, yeah, you, I've, I've been to some, you know, fancy restaurants etc and you know how much you get one place i do want to try right and i've had some of the food before because uh, my mate justin is the head chef at arts club on dover street right yes. the arts club right and what he does is phenomenal his the vision and the way he, he oh it's just like looking at a painting it's or a sculpture is fantastic and the way the juxtaposition of textures and flavors and ingredients etc but i think that for me it's that it's the combination of flavors textures whatever the Mm. cuisine whether it be street food whether Mm -hmm. it be fine dining that i do think is an art agreed and i think that for me i think is what gets me so excited because i think that is quite a talent to be able to put certain things together Mm. you know it's like saying you know i'm a photographer by trade Mm -hmm. not everybody has an eye and they will probably look at me and be like how did you compose that image how did you get how did you think about it? Where was your brain going with mm. it? And there's a lot of people that are like, I don't understand how you put that protein with that mm. carb. With that. Like, you know, and that for me is really interesting yeah. and exciting. And I think that's why I love trying new cuisines yeah. and why I tried Ethiopian or yeah. Sri Lankan yeah. or, you know, whatever it might totally. be. Totally, totally, you know, that's very important. Just to round up, I always ask my guests mm. a f- couple, well, a few Ooh. quick fire questions. Okay. So, my favourite snack of all time mm. is a packet of crisps. What is your favourite flavour of crisps? Oh, shit. And you're going to be severely judged, by the way, on whatever you answer. Well, it's got to be walkers. <gasps> right, because the thing is, no, but the thing is, right, oh. the thing is, right, there's all these, there's all these different bloody fancy flavours and all these new crisps. You know, you've got Sensations, you've got this, you've got Pop Chips, blah, 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 you've got uh, McCoy's, you've got all these other ones, right? But the thing, the thing about, it's like the McDonald's fries, Right? The thing about Walker's crisps is they are the perfect thickness. They've got a crispness and they've got that taste, right? And everything about it is, is, is on point. Um, you know, you've got Doritos, you've got all these other things, tortilla chips, I love them, and all this kind of stuff, but a, pair, a packet of Walker's, right? Now, this is where it gets a bit, what, what is the best one? Is it all these mad flavours that you've got? Or is it, you know, the, the classic contest between your ready salt with salt and vinegar or cheese and onion? And the thing is, right... <laughs> if you have right, if you get a sandwich, yeah, right, and this is the classic combo, right? If you get a chicken salad sandwich for say some Sainsbury's or whatever, and then you get a packet of salt and vinegar crisps, I'll right? Make a crisp sandwich. Right, and you bung the crisps into it, or you eat, or you have a bite of the sandwich, and then you have the yeah, crisp, right? It's, yeah. a, it's one of them things. It's like peanut butter and jelly. It's like marmite on toast. It's you like, need to you choose know. a flavour. I'm sorry. Salt and vinegar. Okay, you've kind of redeemed yourself because <laughs> I'm a huge <laughs> salt and vinegar connoisseur like i've i used to be part of the kettle chip fan club oh kettle chips as well yeah they're good but sometimes i find kettle chips are a bit too oily not only that they're sometimes just a bit too thick that as well you know but i am a huge connoisseur but the the tie the sweet chili the sweet uh, chili tie uh you know kettle chips or was it the mesquite one was it the mesquite one oh my god how do you remember this so they discontinued that flavor it was called salsa mesquito that's it boom 
It was the most yeah. phenomenal yeah. flavour. It's like Pringles, isn't it? Pringles as well. See, I, I don't like Pringles. But Pringles is one of them things. I think they put stomach in there that makes it what you very Moorish. Oh, you know God, I mean? yeah. that salsa mosquito. Yeah, Honestly. Right. I, oh, my uh, God. It was, it was good. So you kind of redeemed yourself. Yeah. I was very shocked by mm. your walkers. Yeah, sometimes, admits, some are, sometimes you know, the obvious choices are still the best. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Hold on, but hold on a sec. What's yours? Um, so. <laughs> okay, here we go. Here we go. Honestly, yeah. if I could only have one packet for the rest of my mm-hmm. life, Monster Munch pickled onion. Oh my God, yes. I love Monster Munch pickled onion. Because they're yeah. dirty. And then flame it and then flame it oh. hot after that. Yeah, and then the roast beef as well. And then well. the roast beef after that. Well, yeah, exactly. But yeah, Monster Munch are banging. Um, frazzles. Oh. Oh, they, were, they were banging. Um, what was those? Chipsticks. Love chipsticks. And I yeah. also weirdly just took, because by that point, everything is so tangy. Yeah. You need something to sort of calm it. Mm. So you'd need to get something cheesy in there. And I do love What's cheese it? balls. Oh, no, okay. But actually, oh, you need to go for like, the cheapest fries. brand. Oh my God. Yeah. And then what's that other one? What was that? What was that? You they... shake them. Uh, you get the little salt yeah, in the yeah, packet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Smiths. They <laughs> were made by Smiths, and yeah, that was exactly what. Then you had the squares. Yeah. And then um. Knickknacks. Yeah. Oh yeah. And then you had um. Space what was the prawn invaders. cocktail? What was that? Skips. <gasps> Skips. Yeah. Love those, and they yeah. sort of melt, melt in your, in your mouth. mouth. Space Invaders as well. Yeah, there was so much. Quavers kind of annoy me. Yeah. Tangy. Next question. Yes. Who are your three most desired dinner party guests, oh, and why? Oh fucking hell! I don't know. Dead or alive? Oh my Jesus! Who do, who do we have? Michael Jackson, because yeah. we, you know, we got to ask him the questions. That, <laughs> but I still think I, I still feel that he was um, a kid, and he never grew out of being a kid. And he might, you know, I just feel, yeah, it's yeah. a bit of a strange situation. No, I, I'm, I'm I think kinda, he's I asexual and very naive and very, you know, he, he never reached maturity, is what I, I say. fall into your camp with that. Um, yeah. I think he was very uh, misunderstood. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And he probably misunderstood himself as yeah. well, just to compound matters. But yeah, so let's say Michael Jackson. Um, let's say Gandhi. Ooh. Right, yeah, because, you know, he's, he's, you know, yeah, he's one of them. We need someone yeah, to balance everything out. Yeah, exactly. Oh, let's just put Madonna in the mix. Do you know oh, what I mean? Oh, wow. Right? Because she's a bolshy character. She's doing that musical, which is getting a rave reviews right now. I just want to talk to her about early New York. Because the thing is, she was there, and she was part of the whole fashion set. She went really street. But, you know, the thing is, what she did, she really paved the way for a whole new generation of music artists. Not just ladies, but she was super inspirational to ladies. But she empowered sexuality. Absolutely. Right? And she took it, and she took control of it. And for that regard, and her the fact that she's into her fashion, she's into... She's she's a she's a cultural creator she herself, is. and you know everything that she did and the way she marketed herself, Incredible. phenomenal, Incredible. right? Really set the levels. Yeah. You know, Beyonce wouldn't have done Lemonade yeah. if it wasn't for Madonna doing what she did. You know, years ago, none of them would have. There wouldn't be no Lady Gaga. Well, I was, you just took the words anyway. out of my mouth <laughs> you know completely. I, mean? I like that mix. You like it, yeah? I just love the fact you've got That's... Gandhi in the middle of these. Yeah, because like, yo, Gandhi, yo, he's a G. He he basically brought the British Empire to its knees without you know any violence. And it's like one of them sort of things where when we're in a world that's surrounded by violent and violent tactics and methods and, and subversive methods in which to you know usurp power and gain power um he kind of did it on you know just just by galvanizing people and being Absolutely. a little symbol what is your death row meal oh my gold oh fucking hell oh it'll have to be mums damn right yeah, you mom. could not. No, it's got going in, going out the way I came in. Absolutely. All right, let's do it like that. And final question, which is more towards you yeah. and what you do. If there was one pair of sneakers that you could save from a burning fire, which ones would they be? Well, my faves, black Jordan fours. 
Nice. Yeah, yeah, because it's a storybook. Because I was the first one to have those in this country. When oh they came wow! Out. Yeah, and then when I was walking around, everyone's going, "What the hell you got on your feet?" And I met you know loads of friends through that. Um, and my friend Robbie, um, who I, I grew up with, who we went to school with, and he was a producer in this group called Caveman. But um, the year prior to that, he was the first guy to have Jordan threes in the black cement colorway that were over here because he went to America, came back, and he had them, and they weren't ever available over here. So do you still wear them? Yeah, 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 yeah. I still, I still got pairs, you know, because they keep on retro. Of course, them, so yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, amazing. Yeah, exactly. Thank you so much right. for joining me Thanks on the podcast. Us. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's been great. Thanks for the cake. <laughs> we still got cake. We've still got cake, that which we'll cake. be eating after this. What? We can't get food out. Well, no, dinner. we might not eat all of it, but oh, no, you know. I'm hoping you're going to cook dinner. I'm trying to convince oh. you to cook dinner. Yeah, I know, and I'm trying to get out of it. How can you get out of it? Why? <laughs> you just like giving it the big and going, I'm into my cooking. I love being in the kitchen. Oh my God, it's my uh, calling. All, all talk, If I wasn't no a photographer, I would be a chef, I have, you know. Maybe I can. I can be a photographic chef. I mean, or something worse to that effect. Yeah, Honestly, don't believe anything areas. that comes out of my mouth. Oh, yeah. uh, but no, it's been really yeah. interesting delving into your world of music, sneakers, food. I'm excited for our trip to KFC, yes. to Chicken and Sours, yes. to Ravi Shankar. To Pizza, all these, Pizza to, Express. To Pizza Express with the Fiorentina, yes. eating around the egg yolk. Yeah, we're going to document that This shit, is going to be very exciting. Yo. You can follow Kish on Instagram at kishkash1 that is the number one and check out his weekly show the all city show on soho radio tuesdays 8 till 10 p.m thank you for listening and joining us this week please remember to subscribe to the podcast and tell a friend and another and maybe another don't forget you can follow all the crazy sexy antics on our social media channels instagram facebook and youtube at Crazy Sexy Food. Until next time, goodbye. Yeah, I'll tell you what though. Uh, you're probably going to ask me really inappropriate questions. <laughs> I don't know if I can answer them all. Um, you will. Truthfully. You will, trust me. Mm, you think so. <laughs> You're not leaving until you answer <gasps> truthfully. Oh my God! <laughs> Gonna put me in the gimp chamber. Just to let everyone know that Kish is actually drinking from a Beyonce cup. What would Beyonce do? <laughs> That's exactly how she was saying it. Yeah, exactly. Clearly. Yeah. Um, okay, cool. Are you ready? What would she do, actually? Not much right now. Not much right now. She'd have to go after go in the studio and work this off. Taking a leaf out of J-Lo's book. Damn, I'd like to take a leaf out of J-Lo's book. Yeah, we would all like to take a leaf out of J-Lo's book. I'm currently on the J-Lo diet. Nice. Today's cheat day. Oh, that's a sun cheat. Yeah. (laughs) Interesting. Okay. There you are. You about that. Are you ready? Okay. Okay. I'm on my best behavior. Good. (laughs)